war in Ukraine, COVID, the Biden presidency, and the elections. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Well, folks, good afternoon. Right now, the local time is 106. You're listening to The John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Remember, you can always listen online at our website, which is petro.com. Right now, it is uh, 106, and this portion of the program is brought by the Lodge Pub and Eatery. Stop in and see them, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. They're waiting for you at the Lodge Pub and Eatery right there, right off of 146, as a matter of fact, the Lodge Pub and Eatery. So I want to just um, go to that uh, earlier today, uh, Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee was in fact did swear in the um the new head of the Rhode Island State Police and I want to just hear I like to dip into that uh just a little bit um and we will hear that right now as far as uh exactly how that how that went and get an get an idea of I mean again it's 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 obviously a huge deal that that this has happened with the the new head of the Rhode Island State Police and uh, it, it it I I don't know I, I have mixed emotions about it. I mean on the one hand someone that's been uh, there at the Rhode Island State P- Police for that long you know obviously you're excited for them but at the same time it's just uh, the governor it's it's just such a a political uh, appointment and such a political move. I want to dip in a little bit. This is um, Colonel Jim Manny speaking uh, at the ceremony. Carried in 1959, and it's the badge that we all carried, and I'm going to transfer it to uh, Lieutenant Colonel Weaver before I call the governor up. Hold on. Let me just back up just for a moment because I wanted to hear a little bit more from a Colonel Manning. Here years. we go. Very appreciative for the governor to have to ensure a very smooth transition transition today from one colonel to the next. I'd like to say a few words about Lieutenant Colonel Weaver or Darnell. He's a veteran of the United States Marine Corps. <laughs> Served three years, something he's very proud of and has defined him throughout his life. He's a 28-year veteran of the Rhode Island State Police. He's a member of the 1994 class, where I was an instructor when I first met him. I can actually remember, and I was thinking about this morning, the first time I saw him. Uh, I was standing up at the big barn, as we know it, and I could see your class come out. And, uh, and I remember seeing Darnell. The reason it stuck out in my mind is because he looked like Hercules. And, uh, and the lieutenant I was with said, wow, look at this guy. And um, so my first impression of uh, Darnell was that he was a hard charger. He was very squared away. He was driven. He was disciplined. And upon graduation. All right. I want to, again, I'm not trying to cut off Colonel Nanny, but I do want to get to um, where we hear from. Thank you so much. Him, there's the governor. Here we go. Here, it's just for a moment. Folks, this is the new head of the Rhode Island State Police. Thank you, Governor. Leaders from across Rhode Island, former state police superintendents, state police command staff, earlier this week. Never would, and me being sworn in as his successor. It has been an honor to serve on your command staff over the past three years. Thank you, Colonel. Thank you. I would like to welcome my beautiful family, Michelle, my wife of 21 years, Malia, who I'm extremely proud of to call my daughter, and my son, Chase, a young man who has been an inspiration to our family. This is my life right here, my foundation, Everything I have done and believed in has been for them and has led me here today. Thank you. 
I am deeply honored and humbled to be appointed the 15th superintendent of the Rhode Island State Police. Our motto for the past 97 years has been in the service of the state. Every generation of trooper has lived these words, protecting and serving the citizens of Rhode Island. Trying to find the page. The past two years, especially, may want to go with index cards. Have demonstrated their commitment to public safety and professionalism. I am so proud to serve along each and every one of them. After serving in the United States Marine Corps as a young man, I became a Rhode Island State Trooper because it epitomized the structure, integrity and discipline that I had been accustomed to and because I recognized their professionalism. I knew this was the agency I wanted to be part of. I joined the law enforcement profession because I truly wanted to make an impact on the lives of others. Today is not about me, but instead I would like today to be about the men and women of the state police and the people in the state of Rhode Island. My message is simple. I promise the residents of this state that this agency will continue to earn your respect every day. Committing ourselves to enforcing the laws with fairness, transparency, equity, and professionalism that the Rhode Island State Police are known for. Thank you. All right, folks, again. At least that part is over. He is the new head of the Rhode Island State Police. Good afternoon right now. It's John DePietro. I want to um, also, again, it, it, the, the story, though, is with what's happening with, with Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee. I mean, it's just hard to, to get away from that. You can't get away from it. It is the big story. I recognize sometimes he, there he's looking for outlets that will not highlight it, but I don't know how you don't talk about it. I mean, the fact that he bagged out of the debate, his uh, debate numbers, where his uh, approval numbers, where they are, um, you know, that, that's where Governor McKee finds himself right now. And uh, I, I, I don't know what to make of, I, I have people that are trying to blame his campaign and all this other stuff, but the, the people that are part of his campaign. They, they were also the people that he, he won a really tough election in 2018, Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee. And folks, if you haven't heard it, check out the website, depetro.com. The Governor McKee is now going to take a week off, and it's it's certainly not a victory lap. We'll say that. It is not a, a victory lap by by any means. Uh, quite the opposite. It's, uh, it, it is the governor who is in trouble. Um, now, I want to reach out to John Francis at Competition Shooting Supplies. He seems to be having some challenges on Facebook, and he gets in such great product that I want to make sure we can put it out to him. Now, remember, uh, let me just um, find, and we'll get a hold of uh, John Francis, folks, on this Friday. And you want to stop it and see him only because he, he seems to be having um, some kind of challenges. And too bad. He had posted some great merchandise uh, very recently. Folks, there he is joining us on the line right now. And uh, he seems to be having some problems with Facebook for some reason, who is very challenging. But it's our friend John Francis. Good afternoon, John Francis. Hi, John. How are you? Well, some of the merchandise that I see that you... Um, Posted, you know, the Bunnell, I mean, those are beautiful, but it looks like you, you ran into problems with uh, with Facebook a little bit later. Uh, so for, I want to say probably since about, since uh, early last year, Facebook has all of a sudden uh, started targeting my store page, uh, claiming that the, you know, the posts of the pics of all the new stuff that I get in 
is somehow violating their com- their so-called community standards. Wow. Or somebody's targeting I mean, I don't, you. I, somebody's you know, I don't targeting put, you. I don't put, you know, when I used to do it, I'd put price tags with pricing and everything. Right. So I quit. I quit posting a price. Yep. I put a description. This is what came in. Yeah. And that's it. And yet now all of a sudden, what was okay in the past is not okay now. But none of the other gun stores that I'm aware of are running into the same issue. Wow. I would think, John Francis, I mean, you just don't know. It could be some of the progressives in the area. Again, folks, it's 435 Benefit Street, Pawtucket Competition, shooting supplies, firearms, ammunition. But, John Francis, short of that, if you were to be doing a posting on Facebook right now, what would that posting sound like? Uh, so, uh, <laughs> uh, just new in today. I received a Century Arms uh, Canic uh, TP9 uh, Elite um, in 9mm. I got a SIG M18 P320 carry model. Uh, this is the civilian version of what the military gets. And it comes with a 17-round mag, two 21-round mags. It's optics ready, comes with factory night sights. Um, and I got in, uh, which has been extremely hard to get. One of the Springfield Armory Emissary Commander 45 Auto 1911 models. Wow. Folks, again, we're speaking with John Francis. Competition shooting supplies, 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. John, how are you for ammo uh, right now? Uh, right now, I'm looking pretty good. I've got plenty of 9mm, both range ammo and uh, hollow point defense rounds. I've got plenty of 22 uh, range ammo. I've got 45 Auto. I've got 22 Magnum. Uh, I've got 308. I've got 556. I've got 223. I've got 12 gauge uh, buckshot. I've got slugs. I've got some more target uh, 12 gauge target stuff for shooting at the clay pigeons. So uh, yeah, looking pretty good. And as far as inventory, as far as firearms, would you say it? It, it sounds like in the last time I was I was there, you you have a pretty good pretty good inventory right now. I have I have more than I know what to do with. Wow. All right. Well, that's a good sign. Boy, we haven't heard that in, in quite some time. Now, also, are people still coming in and either selling to you directly or selling on consignment? Yes. They are. In fact, I just had a, uh, one of my regulars brought in this morning uh, an original Colt AR-15 9mm carbine. Huh. Wow. Uh, so this is, this is Colt has not made this model, I would say, for several years now. Um, so they're very hard to get. Uh, this one has a, it's got a, a 16, almost an 18 inch uh, a barrel on it. It's got a free float uh, key mod handguard. Um, he's got a bipod mounted on it. He's got a red dot scope. Um, it's got the adjustable stock and there's five magazines to go with it. Uh, and he's only asking 1300, which is a, you know, given the condition of the gun, that's, and with everything there, that's, that's a really, that's a very fair price. Wow. And I want people to also understand that either you could sell it outright to John Francis or sell it there on consignment. John, again, that's if you right. wouldn't mind, just remind people, what's the best way to approach that? If there's someone listening right now and maybe they have some firearms or something. They want to be a little more liquid or maybe sometimes, as you and I have talked about, a family, someone passes away and they inherit a gun collection and they just don't want to keep it. What's the best way to approach you? Um, so uh, either give me a call or just stop down and, um, and, you know, let me know what your situation is. And then if there's a, if there's like a really large amount of guns, uh, more often than not, I would probably have to go to where they are to do an evaluation on them. Sure. Uh, but if it's, if it's not that many, just make sure that the guns are unloaded. Uh, and it's perfectly legal to transport them to the short, uh, to the shop here in Pawtucket. Yep. Uh, just make sure they're unloaded and uh, they're in a, a box bag or a case, something. they got to be wrapped up. You just can't openly carry them back and forth to the car. Uh, you know, bring them in and, um, you know, I'll take a look at them. I'll, you know, give, uh, uh, let them know, you know, my opinion of what their, what the retail value of the guns are. And then, you know, they need to let me know, like, what do they want to do? Uh, is it just something they want to, you know, be over and done with? Um, and which case, which with a lot of estate sales, that is usually the case. They don't, they don't want to wait the uh, the amount of time it can sometimes take right. to sell everything on consignment. Sure, uh, I've got stuff uh, that's been left here from an estate 
from last summer that's still here. Okay. Okay. So, so, so in most cases, most people opt for me to just buy it outright. Yeah. And uh, John Francis, what are your hours for today and for tomorrow? So today, uh, the rest of the day, I'm here till six o'clock and tomorrow I'm open nine to four. All right. You are the defender of the faith. Keep up the good work and we'll talk to you again. Thanks, John. All right, folks, there it is. John Francis, Competition Shooting Supplies. He is my gun guy. Stop in and see him. Folks, right now, it's 121 on this Friday. And I want to um, bring on, it was so terrific. She had a great uh, health energy fair last Saturday. And I was able to attend. And it's our friend Maria. It's my health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. If you're in the car right now, pop in and see her. She had so many of her regulars pop in, vitamins, herbal remedies. She put on a tremendous health energy fair that took place right at her store last. Folks, there she is. And what a joy it was to see her last Saturday, the queen of health herself. It's our friend Marie at It's My Health. Good afternoon, Marie. Good afternoon, John. It was great to see you as well. That was great, and it was great for me to meet the luckiest man in uh, northern in northern Rhode Island. And uh, boy, what a tremendous turnout you had! And uh, the feedback and just the enthusiasm was incredible. It was. It was. The energy was really great in here on Saturday. Boy, and she's everything you made her out to be. She is so impressive to talk to in person. Absolutely, she she really is. She yep. really is. Now, Marie, right now we're about to enter May. A lot of people have allergies. A lot of people have different types of elements that come with the change in season. And I'm willing to bet you have some things to help them, but it's my health. Oh, we certainly do. Homeopathic remedies, herbal remedies, um, even some teas that can help to, to work with the allergies. Yeah, this is a crazy time of year with all the trees coming into bloom. And what about some of the different herbs and teas and spices that you have? Um, just in general, um, we have um, some nettles is a great one for this time of year. Very nutritious, but also helps with allergy symptoms. Um, dandelion tea, that's why dandelion grows this time of year. We shouldn't be killing it. We should be consuming it. So that can help to relieve allergy because it's very, very much a detox. Marie- we have some nice summer teas that are just light. And like the raspberry green tea, nice to start making some iced teas. You know what I also, and again, folks, we're speaking with Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Mended Road in Cumberland. What I also liked about our discussion that we did with Facebook last Saturday uh, was just the fact there's so many different components of health. And it's, uh, you know, a big part of it can be mindset. It can be what we put into not only our body physically, but also mentally. There's so many different components of of health it's not just you know there could be someone that exercises and they think they eat you know the right right foods and so forth but 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 maybe they have the wrong mental approach to things there's so many different dynamics to proper health it's it really is interesting you can have two people going through the exact same circumstance and they have very different attitudes and they end up with very different outcomes because of those attitudes so, yeah, it is very interesting. Now, Marie, so what, what do you think? What we think we create. That's so. exactly right. What are, we, what are your hours for today, Friday, and also tomorrow, Saturday? Today we'll be here till 530 and tomorrow from 9 to 4. All right. You were the queen of health. That was fantastic last Saturday. I'm so glad I popped by. I'm glad you did. Thank you. All right, Marie. We'll talk to you folks. It's Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Coverland. This portion of the John DePietro Show. Folks, it's right by the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. Uh, One minute heads up to the studio. One minute heads up to the studio. 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. Pop in and see them at the Lodge Pub and Eatery. And again, delicious food. And they, whether you're eating inside or sitting outside on that deck, they're waiting for you at the Lodge Pub and Eatery right off of 146, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. And especially, it is exciting with, uh, you know, tonight in the lounge, they'll have the NFL draft going. And then they also, um, uh, obviously, you have the, the Celtics that are in action. We're going to give a 30-second heads up for Jeff. And, um, folks, then we have uh, more to go. 
uh, right here. It's 126 on the John DePietro Show. I also want to remind people, go to the website, DePietro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. It is the official website of you-know-who. So if uh, Jeff is ready, and I'm just ready uh, to send it back to the studio for just a moment. I'm just waiting for a heads up from uh, whether it is Jeff or I'm not sure if JR is there. Whoever might be. Uh, you are listening studio. to the John DePietro Show on 99.9 FM and 1380 AM. News Talk WNRI. They are, uh, ready for, for me to send it back to them in the studio. And I want to just uh, wait. to the John DePietro Show on 99.9 FM and 1380 AM. News Talk WNRI. And the elections. You are listening to the John DePietro Show. The problem with your heating system? Call R.E. Coogan Heating today, 401 732 6562. 24 hour emergency service, gas boiler, oil burner, Coogan Heating, 401. 401- 732-6562. They're helpful, trustworthy, reliable. Explore their services. Look for them on Facebook and the website is recooganheating.com. Residential services, as Coogie says, let us into your home. Don't fix it alone. Plumbing, heating, and cooling from winter to summer. Trained technicians provide 100% service, one customer at a time. From service calls, maintenance agreements, installation, RE Coogan Heating. Proud to help residential customers, and they pride themselves making customer service and satisfaction a top priority. Call them today. Now, it's cold. It's going to remain cold. Call Coogan Heating today, 401-732-6562. It's Coogie. It's 24-hour emergency service. Hey, not long ago, our hot water tank gave out. What did I do? Did I panic? Did I try to fix it? I called Coogan Heating, 401 401- 732-6562. Look for them on Facebook. And then the website is recooganheating.com. Listening to the John DePietro Show. Folks, weekdays, we start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, dePietro.com. This portion of the program brought to you by Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Make it a great day. Ron's Pastry Gourmet, 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence. Stop in and see them. Everything baked fresh, delicious fresh calzones, sausage and pepper, wimpy skimpy, right off at Silver Spring Street next to AAA in Providence. The most delicious chocolate donuts, Ron's Pastry Gourmet. They're open Tuesday through Saturday, 7 in the morning until 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Everything baked fresh. Remember, free coffee for police, military, first responders. Ron's Pastry Gourmet and the, the most delicious Fresh calzones. All right, I want to play Governor McKee at his press briefing. Let's pick it up. Q&A regarding the situation um, with the contract that the individual running for governor did not receive. This is uh, Governor McKee yesterday. When did you first 
candidate for governor. First of all, I learned when the media reported it, uh, whenever that might have been the first time the media reported it. I think that, that uh, the name, you know, the candidate's name was filtered around. He won't I, say I Ashley Kalis. I never met her. So, <clears throat> but that's when, uh, yeah, you know, campaign shouldn't be getting in the way in, in, in terms of policy, especially during a, a pandemic that we're in. So the answer is no. Uh, it's clearly from my point of view, because I didn't engage with that decision making that that decision making on terms of testing and all the vaccinations uh, was made out of the Department of Health. So, um, so they, you would have to kind of ask them about why they made the shift. It was um, it was a friend of his uh, that and, got the new uh, contract. Other than that, I really can't. But give you everything's an inside made. deal. Well, we have asked them, and the answers are not really clear. So I'm wondering what light you can shed on it. That it not only was taken away from her company, which had gotten such high marks in the original bidding. But also why it went to a company that I gather has long associations with you, owner of the Pawtucket or the president of the Pawtucket Country Club. There you um, go. Folks, there's always a connection with him. From her company. Everything's an inside no. deal. And by the way, are you a member of that country club? Yeah, I've been a member of uh, the, con- the golf course for many years. I do know the owners of the, of the company you're talking about. So they got the contract. Remember, they were engaged before oh, I got here in wow. terms of contract and the oh, work that's being done. So unreal. Any, any association uh, that uh, relative to what you know you're inferring that potentially there was favoritism there, that was uh, that company was on board before I got into office. That's not true. That's not true. No, but, it, but it, definitely in the loop, and, and uh, that was a decision that was made, uh, and based on, I would imagine, uh, based on the another inside uh, deal, know, the, the performance, based on the on the uh, on the on the work that needed to be done. So, I'll, you know, those those decisions were made outside of our office, uh, as um, decisions have been made. No, in terms it wasn't. Of a number of those things. So I, I'm not aware of the of the background on that. Last one, and then. Okay, it really just to follow up. You mentioned uh, performance. This is Kathy Gregg of the Providence Journal. Any issue about the performance of doctors test centers in Rhode Island? No. Well, then why did you say performance? Uh, Governor, there was a state police <laughs> shooting in Woonsocket last night. They don't wear body cameras. Last year, you he gave them bonuses to, to wear body cameras. With body cameras, that hasn't yet happened. Uh, can you say? What's taking so long, and are you concerned about that? Or Brian Crandall of NBC10. Yeah, so I think that we've... Uh, he gave them $3,000 bonus to wear the body the camera. current colonel and the new colonel. They had a shooting, on board, and they, they weren't wearing body cameras. Uh, I know Do they have to give the 3000 back? Legislation passed. We've been put, we put up the funding for it. We, I support uh, the, the, the program, uh, and... I would have to get back to you in terms of what the timing issue is on that. Do you think it's a problem at all, though, that basically only two police departments in the state have body cameras at this point? And ha- that's been the situation. Providence and the state police. Well, we didn't mandate it, right? So it's, it's, it, what we did was we funded it. So we, you know, we funded uh, the, so it's a, it's, a, it's a, you know, community by community choice. I'd encourage it. I think that uh, based on, you know, where we've been over the last couple of years, uh, relative to those issues in terms of policing, I think it protects not only the uh, the police, the police in terms of their, the jobs they do, which is difficult, and then also certainly a, um, a protection for the, um, the citizens as well. And could, could you just uh, say why you're dropping out of the uh, RIPEC gubernatorial forum next week when all the other candidates are there? Yeah, so I, I think I've been very clear, even on the announcement. Uh, I was twice. That. I'll, I'll engage in these these uh, debates and and and, and uh, forums once everybody signs their name on the line that they're, they're running, and I'm going to have to do that as well. And so, the campaign in that respect will begin when those when that paperwork is filed. All right. Anita, uh, 
Governor, what's your reaction to the following poll, poll numbers, uh, the morning console poll that came out today? Yeah, polls come down and go. 18 we're, points. You know, we're focused on the work that needs to be done and, and the, uh, you know, the budget that we want to get passed for the programs that we want to address in terms of housing, you know, $250 million there. The, uh, the fact of the matter is he dropped 18 points in this poll that came out. And listen, without question, that is that is problematic. As a result of that, um, Providence Journal today even has uh, in their headline amid polling numbers. And folks, if you check to Petro.com, I have the poll. Governor McKee, it's it's actually he has plummeted in the polls down to just 42 percent. Check to Petro.com. We um, we have it where he is. He's one point away from being the least popular governor in the state. And I go through the timeline, or I believe the factors that have have led to that, because it certainly didn't happen overnight, but it's just been kind of a drip, drip, drip of various things that it, it's how that came out that way. And, and <clears throat> there is a story, how did Republican candidate for Governor Ashley Hill win, the, win then lose her basically an $8 million contract with the state. And I want to give credit to the Providence Journal. They're still trying to get an answer for the whole thing. They can't get an answer for the whole th- for uh, exactly with with what happened. Um, and then I, I'll give credit in, in the Providence Journal, McKee plunging in polls to skip planned debate. Governor McKee pulled out of a planned gubernatorial debate next week as a new online poll showed him his popularity has fallen dramatically since last year. He was supposed to participate this forum May 5th, but yesterday said he won't do any debates. The election ballot is set at the end of June. It's into July. Uh, he says he will. He skipped the first debate in February. Folks, this is without question. Listen, it's a problem. If you log on at petro.com, you'll see exactly, I believe, the numbers of why it's a problem and, and, a, and a real problem. Uh, for him, and there's also a piece in the this morning the uh, the Boston Globe this morning just how dramatic the fall is um, <clears throat> compared to Senator Reid. This is Dan McGowan, a lot more popular than Governor McKee. Senator Reid has a U.S. Senator Jack Reid, 54 percent approval rating in Rhode Island, tying him for number 11 among his colleagues in the Senate. New poll. His approval rating is six points higher than Senator Sheldon Whitehouse at 48% and far ahead of Governor McKee, who checked in at 42%. The increase in McKee's disapproval rating, he went from 25% to 40%, is the biggest among all governors running for re-election this fall. So um, also, as far as McKee has seen his approval rating, folks, listen to this, drop from 60% to 42%. Wow. Um, I'm going to come back to, you know, the the question is, and and he, he, that, that's the the question where he's asked about that. To me, that's like a set line. Again, folks, I had a conflict, so I, I would have liked to attend that, but you, you can see it. Uh, McKee plummets 17, 18 points actually in new poll, 18 points in new poll. And, there's, there's also, how about the fact, folks, check to Petro.com. There's a, a candidate running for governor who wants a $35 minimum wage, $35 an hour minimum wage. Democrat, he has plummeted 17 points, actually 18 points. You know, it started last August with Tony Silva, his former chief of staff. Then last September was the first time we heard the words ILO contract. And then in November is when he went on the two-week vacation as COVID was returning. He was battling with Dr. Nicole Alexander-Scott, who's been getting $46,000 a month. And then finally, you know, she left, but not before she grabbed 140 k out the door. And then you learned, we learned the Providence teachers were all getting $3,000 bonuses. Then all the state workers start getting $3,000 bonuses. Then the judges are getting $3,000 bonuses. Uh, judges, lifetime appointments to the bench were given $3,000 as retention bonuses. And then he has just been spreading the money around. You have the super scam building. You have uh, prison guards making over $300,000 a year. And then to top it all off 
is in fact the FBI poll. So, uh, excuse me, FBI probe, FBI probe. So, it is. Um, I mean, I, I, I'm not. I, that's. I think it has just led to that, and 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 everything seemingly just it 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 just seems to come down to uh, just one inside deal after another with Governor McKee. I don't know how else to describe it. So, and think of that. It, it is actually an 18-point drop. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show. Hey, grilling season is here. How's your grill? Why not get a new grill? Makes all the difference in the world. Yeah, I'll tell you who has a great selection. You can pop it and see them. And that is Jay's Broadway Appliance and TV, 47 Cedar Swamp Road, Route 5, Smithfield. Call them 401-949-7800. Tremendous selection on grills. They've been in business Since 1963. And remember, you deal directly with the owner. They'll match or beat any package deal. And Saturday and Sundays are a buyer appointment. Look for them on Facebook. They have a very great web, a very good website, jsappliance.com. But what a great selection on grills, whether it's old traditional charcoal or maybe it's uh, propane or, you know, a gas grill or, or maybe it's electric. Jay's Broadway Appliance and TV. Stop it and see them. 47 Cedar Swamp Road, Route 5, Smithfield. I like you can just pull right right up to the front door. Now, I just want to play, because of the shooting the other night, the uh, state police did give an extensive explanation on exactly with uh, what happened. I want to play. This is uh, Colonel, Colonel Jim Manny. To provide information... I say yesterday's officer-involved shooting in the city of Woonsocket. I want to note that the investigation is open and ongoing, and we're here to provide as much information as possible. These are the facts. Yesterday, April 27th, Wednesday, 2022, at 12.30 p.m., a woman came to the Lincoln Barracks and alleged that at 10.30 a.m., a man known to her as Russell Dufault, age 58, of Portsmouth, Rhode Island, assaulted and held her at gunpoint against her will in the driveway of her little Compton home. The suspect demanded $80,000 that he believed was stolen by a member of her family. The victim stated that Dufault forcibly removed her from her vehicle, pointed the gun at her, and threatened to kill her. After approximately 30 minutes, Dufault let the victim leave the scene. A court-authorized arrest warrant was issued for Dufault for felony assault and kidnapping. Based on the indication of a firearm being used during the incident, and based on Dufault's criminal history, which included several counts of armed robbery in Rhode Island and Massachusetts, the warrant was turned over to the Rhode Island State Police Violent Fugitive Task Force. The Rhode Island State Police Violent Fugitive Task Force is comprised of 18 members from the Rhode Island State Police, the United States Marshal Service, and several municipal police departments. It is co-managed by the Rhode Island State Police and the United States Marshal Service. The Violent Fugitive Task Force is responsible for tracking and locating members, subjects, that are wanted on violent felony charges. Members of the Violent Fugitive Task Force track and investigate long-term fugitive matters and also handle a large quantity of parole violators, federal probation violators, ACI escapees, and requests from the Attorney General's office, as well as requests from municipal and federal law enforcement agencies. As you know, this is an active and ongoing investigation and I can provide you with these details. Dufault was located in Woonsocket, sitting in his vehicle that was used in the earlier incident in Little Compton. Members of the Violent Fugitive Task Force approached Dufault's vehicle in an attempt to arrest him. The detectives and U.S. Marshal immediately identified themselves and gave several verbal commands but Dufault, for Dufault to stop and exit his vehicle. 
Dufault attempted to flee the scene, driving his vehicle directly at the officers, striking the United States Marshal, causing him to be thrown onto the hood of Dufault's vehicle. Dufault drove forward, striking the unmarked state police cruiser and pinning a Rhode Island State Police detective between the two vehicles. Two officers discharged their firearms and Dufault was fatally wounded. Life-saving measures were given by the officers following the incident. He was transported to Landmark Medical Center where he was pronounced dead. The Rhode Island Office of Attorney General Use of Force Response Protocol was immediately initiated. The investigation is being conducted by members of the Rhode Island State Police Detective Bureau in conjunction with the Rhode Island Attorney General, the United States Marshal Service, and the Woonsocket Police Department. We later learned that Dufault was a suspect in a bank robbery that occurred on Monday, April 25th, at the Navigant Credit Union located at 20 Dexter Street in Pawtucket. The two state police detectives involved in this incident are Detective Gregory DeMarco and Detective Theodore Gibbons. Both are tenured veterans of the Rhode Island State Police and are both assigned to the Violent Fugitive Task Force. We anticipate releasing additional details in the coming days. Anyone have any questions? Folks, this is Colonel Jim Manny, Rhode Island State Police. Police. One member of the Rhode Island State Police fired, discharged his duty weapon, and the United States Marshal also discharged his weapon. Once again, this is an active and ongoing investigation, and we anticipate releasing more details on that in the next couple of days. Is Mr. DeMarco armed? Yeah, Mr. DeMarco was a state police detective, yes. I'm sorry, forgive me. A was he armed? A firearm was located on his person, yes. Did he discharge it? It's active and ongoing right now, so let's let's uh I don't think he did. more information as it's uh as we release in the next couple of days, but the I'm not is when? April twenty fifth. I'm not sure if you said this, but about what time did they approach the vehicle there in Wintaki? Folks, this is from the shooting Wednesday night with Dr. Major Graham, was that about 6.30 p.m.? 6.30 p.m. I thought it was 7.30. Dufault? Yes. <clears throat> yes. Capital D, small u, F-A-U-L. You know, whenever there's, um, now, I, I've learned also, and again, folks, you're listening to the John DePietro Show, I, um, this portion of the program brought to you by PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Stop in and see them. Uh, they're waiting for Rhode Island's number one garden center, 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown, right off of Route 4. Look for them on Facebook. The, um, I have learned that I believe he, he contacted and, and called someone and said where he was and that he was waiting. He claims, claims that this woman, that of her or family member, they stole $80,000 out of a safe of I think his girlfriend's house. And so it was it was some I don't I don't know, you know, this disagreement over the money or whether or not the money was actually stolen. Uh it it's also so I believe he called and said he was waiting there. And I think the person uh, that was li- lived right around there of what why he was up in the area right there at the liquor store. But there's several things. His his uh, family, a family member posted something online saying that he had a drug problem. It's also interesting to me that so many times when we hear in the news of that there's a bank robbery, those are that's normally people that are. How can I say it? Um, kind of at their wits end a little bit. And they when, when sometimes not everybody, but sometimes it's drug related and, and they seem to be ready to go on a path that you know they're let they're not that concerned of how things are going to turn out put it that way all right much more head on the john DePietro show
Propane Plus for heating and cooling. Call Propane Plus today in Massachusetts, 508-252-3359. In Rhode Island, Propane Plus number 401-885-4209. It's the Johnson family. It's Propane Plus, the leading full-service provider of propane to Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass. Not only can they install your tank and schedule propane deliveries, but they can service your entire heating cooling system and install any propane or natural gas appliances. Locations in East Greenwich and also in Rehoboth. Remember, Propane Plus is energy for everyone. It's affordable, sustainable, equitable, good for the environment, and also now it's renewable. Online at propaneplus.com, Propane Plus, heating and cooling. In Massachusetts, call the Rehoboth office, 508 252 3359 in Rhode Island, 401-885-4209. You can depend on Propane Plus. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Well, there's no way to ignore it. Uh, as I wrote on the website, dePietro.com, Governor McKee has, Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee, has he has a problem. And that problem is, you know, how do you run for governor? And he can't right now, when I say he can't, what I mean is he doesn't want to sit down and do a full interview when, in fact, he has this problem that he he doesn't want to have to answer questions during during a debate. And it, it really stems from this FBI probe. And I also, it is unprecedented in recent memory that anyone has been elected. That has been the subject of that they they could be indicted. Now it, it's not you know that's not to say he is going to be indicted, but if if you check to petro.com, low poll numbers, the the window is closing. He has a low approval rating right now, forty two percent. It's it's going to get wait till the negative ads start, and the fundraising is slowing down. And you know, and if you're a business person coming in from the outside, do you really want to sit and discuss with someone? You know, any element of business, you don't know, is the person wired? You don't, you just don't want to fall under that umbrella that they find themselves in. But this interview, uh, this uh, remark yesterday at his briefing, I want to um, just play it again. You know, where body cameras last year, you... He starts off being asked about the body cameras, but... I don't know if the Violent Fugitive Task Force, that'd be interesting. Them, I don't know if they could wear body cameras because they're undercover. So I don't know how that would go. I'll try to find out. But listen, he's going to talk about, he says I want to be clear, but his office twice agreed to take part in this debate. And now they're canceling. Here it is. Do you think it's a problem at all that basically two police departments in the state? Well, it's Providence and the state police. I don't know about undercover. That's interesting. Undercover police, the violent task force, them wearing body cams. I guess it would be possible. I'm not sure enough if that would blow their undercover nature. Um, Somebody could have a camera, I would imagine, with that, of the 18 of them. Here's where the question is going to be about him backing out of the debate. So low approval ratings, plummeting actually. And here it is. Could you just say why you're dropping out of the RIPEC gubernatorial forum next week when all the other candidates are there? Next Thursday. So I think I've been very clear even on my announcement. I was asked about that. I'll engage in these these debates and and and. Uh, forums once everybody signs the name on the line that they're, they're running and I'm going to have to do that as well and so the campaign in that respect will begin when those when that paperwork is filed. Anita? Uh, Governor, what's your reaction to the following poll, poll numbers at uh, the morning console? 18.4. Yeah, polls come and Plummet. go. We're, you know, we're focused on the work that needs to be done and, and the, uh, you know, the budget that we want to get passed for the programs that we want to... You know, he... Um, First of all, Ken Block, who ran for governor, said, you know, he, he's not even, he wasn't even elected governor. You think about that. This is someone who's f- filling out the Ramundo term, who's now won't take part in a gubernatorial. I mean, that's how bad it is. Think about that. 
Like it's he can't say, hey, listen, I won and was elected and I have a right not to participate in this type. You weren't even elected. And I'm not as I've been telling you, I I think he's got a very tough road. Uh, You also have a very unpopular president. You also you have a problem with the Democrat Party right now. The progressives are causing the the party a lot of problems, but Biden's causing the problem the the party a lot of problems. And something to watch is what's happening at the border now. You know, as I've talked about, President Biden he wants to uh, get rid of suspend Title Forty Two, which was what the Trump administration put in, which basically has stopped all these illegals from entering during the pandemic. Biden wants to. Get rid of that. Uh, the Democrat Party, it's there's a good piece of the Boston Globe. It's a wedge issue. A lot of Democrats are very concerned that at the end of, you know, the end of May, that all of these illegals are going to come flooding over the border. So I think you you also, there's just a sour mood out there. And I think Governor McKee, he's not helped by that. He's not helped by all of these scandals. Every time you turn around, it's it seemingly is an inside deal. He just has been throwing money around left and right. He does. Um, he doesn't. He he doesn't seem to have a lot of respect for taxpayer money. If he did, I think he'd be returning some of the money to the taxpayers. But that drop, I believe, is a culmination of that. That he, he Biden is under forty percent, and I think McKee's going to be right there with him. He's going to have a tough time um, trying to just make it through the primary. So now. What they're basically saying is for May and June and now into the early part of July, he's not going to debate. What Governor McKee has done, uh, maybe inadvertently, is now he's drawing more attention to the fact that he won't get on a debate stage. As I have discussed, as I have told you, and you can read it on the website, DePetro.com, he doesn't want to debate because he wasn't want, doesn't want to stand there on a stage and get pummeled about this FBI probe and some of these in, insider deals that all of this, it's hard to believe it's all happened just since last March when he, he took office. But that the, 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 the culmination of it is the FBI probe. He could try to get around some of the other stuff, as difficult as it is. But with that looming, as I've said, in recent memory, it, it is unprecedented for someone to actually win an election while they are the subject of an FBI probe and they could be indicted. And as much as people can dismiss all of that, you know, they, we were hearing, I've 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 heard this before when Operation Plutonome burst open uh, for two years. We heard that you know Mayor Cianci didn't know these people. It was down the down the line. People saying he wasn't going to be indicted. If he was indicted, people saying he's not going to go to trial. He did go to trial. They were saying there's no way he's going to be convicted. He was convicted. Then they're saying yeah, but there's no way he's going to stay out on appeal. It's going to be kicked. There's no way he's going to jail. Then he did go to jail. Okay, but he's not going to stay in jail. Then he did stay in jail. I have. Uh, I've, I've seen this movie before, as I like to say, and I, I kind of know how it ends. And, and the, the thing about the FBI is they just peel away like an onion, and they, they do not move. WNRI Winsocket, W260DC. WNRI.